Sunday and I didn't sense I didn't sense I was supposed to do something with it and I'll be honest with you I forgot about it until right now again came up again <laughs> Amen. and I guess in one way this could apply to a number of people um, and and uh, you know so but I'm just gonna give it out I, I um, somebody has been I, the best way I know how to say it is you've been it's not just the flesh there's some sort of demonic activity or, or attack against your life and you're finding yourself almost being obsessive and compulsive towards something it's, it's not just your flesh it's something from the outside trying to get into you and this is a little unusual for me but listen, you might say, well, I, I don't want to go up there because I might be, I'm, you know, somebody might think wrong of me or be embarrassed. Listen, I've experienced this stuff. It's not you, so don't you let shame keep you from coming up here. Amen. I mean, don't walk out of here because the enemy's trying to make you feel, you know, ashamed of walking up here. But if that's you, you come down here, we're going to get in agreement with you and bind that. I'll be honest with you, it's not always things like whatever, um, you know, immorality or uh, pornography or something like that. It can be just an excessive, you know, obsession with, with the internet all the time, like four hours a day or something like that. So I, I just believe God wants to set some people free tonight. Amen. Now, how many of you know there is, there is the flesh you realize there's the flesh and we can't cast the devil out. Of, you can't cast the flesh out. You understand? And, but, and really we're not necessarily, unless, unless God gives us something more, but we're not necessarily saying there's anything in you. It's coming from out here trying to get in you. And I know most of you, you're standing against it. But how many of you know Jesus is our Lord? That means that we serve him, we humbly obey him. And when something's trying to keep you from doing that, there's power in the name of Jesus to break that thing off of you. Amen. I'm telling you, some people are going to walk out of here different than they came in tonight. Praise God. Praise God. So, in the congregation, with all the compassion and love you have in you, with zero criticism, judgment, uh, you know, looking down your nose, reach out with love and compassion because because if it was you you'd want your com your your family your church family surrounding you with faith and love right now let me say something there's different degrees because we got to explain some things we've said it in the past but i just want to say it maybe somebody hasn't hasn't quite understood it before but there's different degrees first of all there's the flesh we already mentioned that and we crucify the flesh we can't cast the flesh out. But then Satan, if we start, you know, yielding to the flesh a little bit, Satan will try to energize that. That doesn't mean he's in a person. How many of you know, first of all, a born-again Christian, Satan can't be in their spirits. He can't take that over. Lest they renounce Jesus and zero of you have done that. If you had done that, don't let the devil tell you you've done that. If you had done that, you wouldn't be in this church and you certainly wouldn't be up here. Because you'd have no sense of wrong. The Holy, if the Holy Spirit left you, you'd have no sense of wrong. So none of you have done that. But, um, but second of all, um, he's not always in a person. Sometimes he's outside trying to uh, oppress them from the, inside, from the outside. He wants to get in. You say, oh, I thought he couldn't get in my spirit. He can't get in your spirit. But he'll try to get in your mind. He's, Satan is throny. He seeks a throne. And sometimes he's trying to get into a person's mind or their body. An unsafe Christian, an un, not unsafe Christian, no such thing. But an unsafe person, he can take over their spirit. He'll take over the throne of their spirit. But he can't do that to a Christian. So we're going to take authority, whether it's, it's out here trying to afflict you or it's already starting to get a little bit of a hold of your mind or something like that. We're going to agree with you and take authority over that stuff. Reach out your hand, if you would, in the congregation. Father, we're just following you because... You have great love and compassion for your children. 
We love each one of these, Father. We come in the name of Jesus, standing against the enemy. Satan, you have no authority any longer in Leanne's life. Get out of her life in Jesus' name. Satan, you get out of her life. We take authority over that. That'll never afflict her mind again in the name of Jesus. We take authority over that. Be free tonight in the name of Jesus. We take authority over that. Be free tonight. In the name of Jesus. We take authority over that. Be free tonight. Satan, leave her alone. In Jesus' name. Mashakia. Mashakia. Ha 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 ha. The power. The power. The power. The power. The power. Thank you. There it goes. Mashakite. There it goes. Pushtakayete. In the name of Jesus, be free from that. Satan, take your hand off her life. In the name of Jesus, be free from that. Take your hand off her life. In the name of Jesus, be free from that tonight. In the name of Jesus, be free from that tonight. Take your hand off of him, Satan. I bind you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I command that to loose you tonight in Jesus' name. I break that assignment against your life. It's gone now and will never come back in Jesus' name. I break that assignment against your life to hinder your free will to do the will of God in Jesus' name. I break that assignment against you. Oh, yeah, there it goes. Run right into you. Be free in the name of Jesus. I break that assignment against your life in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I break that assignment against your life. Be free tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I break that assignment tonight in the name of Jesus. Yeah, I get that. I get that, Lord. Be free tonight. I break that assignment against your life. Be free tonight. Go from his life and never come back. No, no, you'll not do that. You'll not do that. You'll not do that. You'll not do that. I stand with him against that. No, you have no permission. No, 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 no permission, no permission. In Jesus' name, I break that assignment against your life. Be free tonight in the name of Jesus. I break that assignment against your life. Be free tonight. Be free, be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. I break that assignment. Be free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Power comes on you now. Power comes on you. Power, 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 power. There it goes right into you. Be free. Satan, take your hands off his. Now I break that assignment. That's an assignment. I break, yeah, I break that assignment. You'll not prevail against him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I break that assignment against your life. And I command it to leave your life. There it is. And the Magia. I break that assignment against your life. Be free. In Jesus' name. I break that assignment against your life tonight. Be free. From this moment forward. There comes. There comes the anointing. Masikiye, akataye, kekepaye, takatiye, mangasiye, katapaye, takatoye, kachapeke. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on up, honey. I break that assignment against your life. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Is this attacker in the nighttime? Masakite. Anamasi. Ishukoye. Akatie. No, you'll not do that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now it's not you. Somebody needed to hear that. It's not you. It's not you. Amen. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. Now you yielded, but it's not you. I'm talking about your flesh. So the devil, you know, well, praise the Lord. I see that, Lord, from the pastakia. Uh-huh. I see that. I see that. Now, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. 
Ah, mamashikia. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that, yes, thank you. There it goes. Power. That's <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Be free tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I heard the Spirit of God say, now the rest of your life is going to be different. And the end of your life won't be as Satan planned it, but as God planned it. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For what was, what was trailing you, how do I say that, Father? I see it and it's difficult to put words to it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I see that too, Lord. Ha, 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 It's different with you. It's different now with you. <clears throat> it's different now with you. It's different now with you. Thank you. With you. The, your, your generation, it's different now. It's different. It's different. I remember a number of... Uh, this is probably three or four years ago, maybe more than that, out of the blue one day. Just, it seemed like just out of the blue. The Lord said, to, I heard the Lord say to me, he said, now, he started, it's almost like he had, he, he was just start, starting a sentence with now. He said, now, you got the word into you. He said, the end of your life is going to be different than it was, than it was going to be. I like that, don't you? It pays. It pays. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God you're free. Just thank him that you're free. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you, Lord Jesus. I, 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 I want to do it, and I want to do it when the Lord says do it, I, I much, I spend, uh, well, I don't know if that's the right word, so I, I don't spend a lot of time studying demons, but um, I spend a lot of time studying the authority of the believer, would be a better way to say it. And in that, the Lord talks to me a lot about demons. Not from, not some weird stuff, I'm talking about from the Word of God. And I'm not out of balance with that because you don't hear me talking about it, do you? But it is a realm, there is a dark kingdom here on this earth. In the name of Jesus, we are free from it. Amen. We don't have to live under the smog and fog. And You know, the Bible talks about the pollution that's in this world. Second Peter 2, the pollution that's in this world. That's not talking about smog up, you know, in L.A. or something. That's talking about demonic forces. They're all around us. And if we're not careful, get in our thinking, get in our, you know. But um, anyway, I want to do some more teaching on it. I've had a lot of experiences I've never talked about. Someday I want to get the liberty to talk about them. Amen. Praise the Lord. So not to glorify the devil. We don't have a bit of glorification in us for him. He's, he's under our feet. But just to give, pe to give, give to the people be informed. And they learn to, to not give him place. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, tell your neighbor, you got that. You now, now you got, now, now it's going to be different for you. Praise the Lord. I didn't set you free. Jesus set you free 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. But he saw fit. Amen. He saw fit. He saw fit to, to minister to some people tonight, so we just, we just obey. Amen? Amen. Well, turn to your neighbor as you're seated and say, thank God for what you received. Thank God, thank God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I almost feel like I'm doing that injustice by not talking more about it, but about, um, God, the Lord directed me on some things I need to do tonight. Um, Back, oh, I don't remember the month, but it was 2016, I believe. Uh, was that? Yeah, 2016, I believe. Um, we, we were by the Spirit over in 
we were preaching a service, preaching somewhere, and <clears throat> by the Spirit, went, I was talking about the authority of the believer, and then at the end of the service, I went over into the Spirit, and there was an election that year, and I saw a, a demon spirit trying to put somebody into the president's office. The Lord told me one time, a number of years ago, he said, You're, I made you a watchman over the office of the presidency, and that, that's something I didn't ask for. I'm a farm boy from Pennsylvania. I mean, dear Lord. <laughs> But just in the spirit, you know. And so everybody's got something that if they'll pay attention, the Holy Ghost will have them watch over. So we were, I was in the spirit. And I saw that demon and I said, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. And when you have that kind of a manifestation, you got to know what the purpose of it is for. And I knew the purpose of the Lord wanted me to deal with that spirit. And that election didn't go as the devil planned. Amen. I'm not getting political. I'm talking about spiritual things. So um, anyway, but since that time, and it just kind of happened, it, well, not kind of, it happened again just a month or two ago. That's kind of why I'm thinking about it, I think. But since that time, that spirit is a big ugly thing. The ugliest thing, ugliest demon I've ever seen in my life. I mean, warts, hairs that are just sticking out and ugly. Ugly. I mean, just, just a fat, plump thing. <laughs> I'm not trying to, yeah, it was real ugly. You need help being that ugly. <laughs> and I kept thinking, whenever I saw it, I kept thinking, that thing is so wicked. My mind's going, wait a minute, they're all wicked. But I kept saying, this thing is so wicked, so wicked. Yeah. So, and, uh, but then after the experience, I remember the, Jesus said, Matthew, he said, um, when the unclean spirit's going out of a man, he walks through dry places seeking rest, finds none. And he says, well, I know what I'll do. I'll go back and I'll find, I'll go back to where I was. He came back, found it up, empty, swept and grind. And he went and took seven other spirits. And then he said, more wicked than himself. I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some of them are more wicked than the other ones. This one was really wicked. Every foul thing and every perverted thing you can think of, he was pushing it. Anyway, um, we escaped that one. We didn't do so hot next time. Anyway, so don't get mad at me because I'm telling you the truth. Um, but anyway, since that time, since 2016, that spirit has manifested himself to me twice. He didn't like what we did. <laughs> Amen. And he showed up. And I'm telling you, these things, they, 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 they are anyway. I don't even know why I'm talking about that. I'm just saying some things you just have to stand against and say, no, you don't. I could tell you a whole lot more about that, but maybe sometime because he's under our feet. No demon power or the devil himself has authority over the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank God for deliverance. Thank God for freedom. We are kept people, aren't we? Very, very kept people. You, you get a little, uh, little experience in some of this stuff, and those things are wicked, but you, you realize how much we're kept from some, some stuff. Amen. But don't open your mind up to it. Remember, Lot was vexed. The Bible said he was righteous, but he was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked because of seeing and hearing their unlawful deeds from day to day. Amen. A lot of stuff, whenever it comes to some of this uh, perversion you see on, on, in our society, especially in the last five years, just, yes. just craziness. Um, he wants, the devil wants you to be, the devil, the devil, he likes the shock factor to where you're going, oh my goodness. Really? And he wants you to read all about it. what he's trying to do is do what do to you what he's doing to lot, what he did to lot vexed. He's trying to vex you. Don't let him vex you. When I see those headlines now, I just go on by them. You said, you, you, are you sticking your head in the sand? No, I already know that what's going on. I don't live under that vexation. Anyway, praise the Lord. Just helping some of you. You've got to close the door. It's not enough just to have somebody minister to you. You've got to close the door to the devil. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Service number two. <laughs> Amen. We're open to what God wants, right? 
Praise the Lord. I mean, why go to church and never get anything out of it? You ought to get something when you come to church. I did have something the Lord was dealing with me about. I want to get into it here. We'll see how far we get, get on it. But if you go with me to 2 Timothy chapter number 2, um, I want to talk to you. We've been talking about the authority of the believer. And uh, I believe the Lord wants us to share something tonight. It's not exactly along the line of the authority of the believer, but it, it's something I think that needs to go before the thought, you understand the authority of the believer is yours. But I think you need to have something uh, in place before you start exercising authority. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Second Timothy chapter number two, verse 25 and 26. He's talking to ministers here. Ministers in verse 24 should be apt to teach, gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if peradventure God will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Um, let me just read that in the Amplified. He must, this is talking about ministers, he must correct his opponents with courtesy and gentleness in hope that God may grant them Grant that they will repent and come to know the truth, that they will perceive and recognize and become acquainted uh, or accurately acquainted with and acknowledge it. Amen. That they may come to their senses and escape. Boy, there's some people not in their senses today. And escape out of the snare of the devil, being, having been held captive by him, Henceforth to do God's will. In other words, they can't do God's will. Um, so I just had this in my spirit. This came up in my spirit, and I was really just uh, getting ready, and it just kept getting clearer and clearer. I want to talk to you about what he said here about that God will grant them repentance. I want to talk about repentance. Repentance. You know, we're talking about the authority of the believer, and authority works the authority we operate in is des delegated authority. Yes. It's not inherent in ourselves. We got it from God. Yes. God gave it to us. Yes. Being that it came from somebody else, be like a policeman out here on the street. He didn't, that's not his authority inherent because he was born, right. born here. He got that from the uh, city, you know, the, you know, so the city delegated that to him. So for him to operate in that, he has to stay within the guidelines that the, the one that delegated it to him gave him. He can't just do anything he wants. Like he can't come in here and pull out his pistol and say, you got to stop preaching the gospel tonight. That's, he doesn't have that authority. Um, so that's what um, we're under. We're under with authority we have is delegated authority. So it only works according to James 4. In fact, you might just want to look at that, or maybe you just want to write it down. Verses 6 and 7. Remember, uh, let me just go over there and read it real quickly. James 4, 6 and 7 says, He gives more grace, wherefore He said, God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. Humble uh, um, is, uh, well, we'll get into what humility is, but He gives grace to the humble. Submitting yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Notice he talks about humility and submission almost using it interchangeably. In other words, to resist the devil, that's authority. Then you have to be humble before God or submit, submitted to God. Right? And so the reason is because the authority we got came from God. It's not going to work outside of his will. It's not going to work outside of his plan or outside of uh, something that he, you know, in other words, we can't make it work to do our own thing. And we can't make it work whenever the spirit of God is dealing with us about something on the inside that, and, and if we're not responding to what he's dealing with us about on the inside, number one, he deals with, God deals with us through his word. But number two, he deals with us by his spirit on the inside, uh, always in line with the word. You know, sometimes people think, well, I can't do this or that. Well, the Word says you can. Amen. But, but their own, you know, they haven't got their mind renewed. So that's a whole other subject. But um, anyway, so but if God's dealing with you something in your spirit and you're not listening to it, you know, blah, 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 Come on. then uh, it's going to pull the rug out from underneath your faith to yeah. use your authority. Because yeah. yeah. exercising authority over 
Satan or his activity works through submitting to God who gave you that authority. Amen. So, like, for example, you can uh, be causing strife. That's, I'm not going to preach on this tonight. I'm not, I don't know of anybody doing this right now, so don't think I'm, I'm laying for somebody because I'm not. <laughs> but if somebody's causing strife in the body of Christ, causing division in a local church, uh, gossiping, spreading lies or stuff like that, that's not going to, you know, Bible said God hates the sowing of discord. And that's not going to, you're not going to do that and stand up and say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, take your hand off my baby. Or like we were talking earlier, my finances or something. That won't work. I mean, you can go through the motions. Amen. But that not, it, it, it's not going to produce results. So it just requires a fellowship with God to stay in good fellowship with God to keep everything working. Amen. 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 The Bible talks about, in fact, you're here in James. Go back there to, let's go back here to 2 Timothy again. <clears throat> the, uh, let's, well, 1 Timothy. Let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 19. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having swerved concerning faith, uh, uh, having put away, King James says, other, Amplified says, swerve, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Yeah. Notice, you're, you're, in fact, Paul mentions faith and the conscience a number of times here in the book of First and Second Timothy. In other words, you can't exercise faith when your conscience is bothering you. And if you can't exercise faith, you can't exercise authority because that's, that's, that's how authority works. So just a simple um, you know, teaching along that line. First John talks about the same thing. I'll just give you the reference. You remember, uh, you know, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. If our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence before God. You remember that passage? And uh, it's here in chapter number three. Uh, if our heart, whatsoever we, uh, let's see here. If our heart condemn us, verse 20, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Verse 21, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments, do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So if our heart condemn us not, there's things our heart will talk to us about. Yeah. Our conscience will pick up from the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost doesn't condemn us. The Holy Ghost convicts us. And then our own heart smites us. And your heart will tell you sometimes you shouldn't have done that. If it's not, if your conscience isn't seared. You know, because you can sear your conscience. Hebrews 3 talks about that, uh, you know, through disobedience, you can sear your conscience. Other verses talk about that. But it'll pay you richly to keep a real good, clear conscience to where he can talk to you. He can, he can get things over to you. If you say something that you shouldn't have said and your conscience smites you, uh, you know, respond to that. Because to resist that, his, his leadings will have an effect of dulling your conscience, hardening your heart. Because that's what Hebrews 3 says today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. How do you harden your heart? By just, just resisting what he's dealing with you about. Amen. That, that dulls your heart and dulls your conscience. And that's dangerous because if your conscience can't get something across to your mind from the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you and pass it on to your mind, then you'll be overriding some things and, and causing your soul. You'll be, you'll be your own worst problem. That's what he said here. And go back there, that verse we were looking at in 2 Timothy. He talks about in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. Do you see that? They oppose themselves. They oppose themselves. Isn't that an interesting statement? God, the devil's not even opposing them. They're opposing themselves. That means they're their own worst problem. Amen. How do you get out of that? How do you, if something is, is bothering your conscience or bothering your spirit, God's trying to get across to you something or the word of God's trying to say something to you and you want, don't want to listen uh, and you start getting over into uh, hardening of your heart, how, what's the, and then you want to change and, and you want to repent. How do you get uh, past that hardness of heart? Repentance is how you get past that yes. hardness of heart. Yes. That's how you recover yourself 
You see the way he said that? Recover yourself out of the snare of the devil. Recover yourself. Did you see that? Recover yourself. Recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Weymouth says, uh, uh, you know, because it, it says there, recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive at his will. The Weymouth translation says, rather than captive at his will, to do his or Satan's will. They are taken captive to do his or Satan's will. In other words, what is Satan's will? Well, from verse 25, it's to oppose you. Steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. And others. Steal, kill, and destroy from you and others. He actually uses you to destroy yourself. The Bible said don't give place to the devil, right? Don't give place to the devil means you did that. If he got in, you let him in. You let him in or I let him in. And we've all done that. We're not going to share testimonies tonight. <laughs> what, if I, what if I opened the door? Well, if you opened it, you can close it. If you opened it, nobody else can close it. And sometimes closing the door is not Satan, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Sometimes it's repentance. Uh, every, every verse in the Bible has its own job description, and it'll work in the way it's supposed to work, but some people want to use one thing to try to fix a problem that only something else will fix. Like, they'll try to say, well, I'm going to believe God. Uh, well, let me use a real obvious, really foolish illustration that, that'll help make, you know, make the point. Some guy uh, commits adultery, and then he, he says, well, I'm going to believe God for, you know, my wife found out, I'm going to believe God for favor. And he says, well, I got scriptures to believe God for favor. Sure, there are scriptures in there about believing God for favor. I'm just going to claim favor in the name of, he doesn't want to repent. He just wants to claim favor in the name of Jesus. Well, isn't that in the Bible? What's wrong with y'all? You're looking at me funny. So she doesn't give him, she's, she's mad and upset at him and, and he doesn't want to repent. And so it says, well, bless God, in the name of Jesus, Satan's hindering her. So I'm going to take authority over Satan who's trying to hinder her from giving me favor. Well, you're using verses that are not intended in that situation. You're, you're, you're twisting up things and con you're confused. There's only one way out of that, my dear brother, and that's repentance. And I don't mean mouthing the words. I mean according to the way the Bible says do it. We're going to look at what the, how the Bible says to repent. Because I've discovered some people don't know how to repent. Now, before I, I get upset at you, I have to remember that I didn't know how to for a while. Amen. I had to learn. I, I, I lived with Debbie, my wife Debbie, for a year before I ever said I was wrong about anything. Now, do you think I was good? Do you think I was that good? She's right. She's right. You didn't have to say it so loud, though. You? you got three pointing back at you, you know. No, I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't do everything right that first year. I mean, dear God, I didn't know how to be married. How on earth are you supposed to do it right and you don't know how to do it? <laughs> I wasn't used to somebody else brushing their teeth in my sink. You could at least clean out the toothpaste, you know. And I wasn't always kind about it, you know. I mean, I mean, it's okay to bring things up. You just got to be kind and be, be right about it. When it comes to repentance, there's repentance from wrong thinking. There's repentance from wrong talking, talking the wrong way. There's the repentance from wrong attitudes. There's repentance from wrongdoing. You might have done something right. You did it with the wrong attitude. Okay, well, bless God. I'll do it for you. Does that work, brother? No. No, okay. <laughs> 
So, um, where was I before you got me off on, on my wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it, you, it takes, it takes uh, like I said, I went for a whole year. And you know, because what I'm saying is I didn't know how to repent. Or trying to repent, in some people's book, this is repentance. Well, you know, my mama didn't raise me right, and I was just uh, making excuses. Uh, come on. You're really bad at repenting if you yeah. add an excuse onto exactly. it. Exactly, that's good. That's well, if you hadn't a so-and-so, I wouldn't have. Uh, you just ruined it. You were doing real good until you started to brought that up, and then you just, you got an F. Bible repentance, F, flunk. Got to go around this mountain again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you're all shouting earlier. You're still shouting tonight. Lord, put this in my heart. Well, Pastor, is this for me? I don't know. I have. If it's not for you now, just put it in your quiver for later. And God's answering some of our need tonight. The Bible says, before you call, I'll answer. So we might not need it right now, but he's giving us our answer right now. Praise God. So, um, praise God. So, um, you've got to get to the place in your life that, notice he said here, I like this way he says that, give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. One translation adds that the will, his will to be Satan is able to do his will. In other words, uh, still killing and destroying. Or you could look at it as he's, he can do it whatever he wants at free will. Taken captive at his will. In other words, when these things are not dealt with through repentance, then it's a, it's a free-for-all for the devil. The door's wide open to it. At will means he can just waltz right in. Somebody says, well, well I have authority over him. He can't. But if you uh, don't follow the one who gave you that authority, whether it's his word or his spirit dealing with you, amen, then now all of a sudden... You're not submitted, so yeah. it took, took your authority. Under, yeah. Pulled the rug out from under your authority. Yeah. Come on. Pulled the rug out from under your faith. Yeah. Yeah. Something's bothering your spirit, and you can't exercise faith when something's bothering your spirit. Boy, I've tried. If you're just wondering if maybe you can maybe do it, no, you can't. I've tried it. You can't do it. You can go through the motions, but it won't really produce anything, at least the results you're looking for. So... Amen. What repentance really is, because sometimes today people preach against repentance. They say, well, everything's, all oh, our sin is already forgiven, and so we don't need to repent. And they'll say 1 John 1, 9 wasn't written to Christians. It, boy, you really have to, you really have to, you, you, you must not be able to read English because it's plain right there. And, but uh, my little children, he He's talking about brethren there and my little children. But um, anyway, so they'll say, well, that's not for us today. We don't have to repent. And they'll say, God's already forgiven us for everything. What they're missing is, what they're missing is, is that God's not just looking for, in other words, they don't really understand repentance. That's, that's the best way. Repentance involves, look, write these things down. Here's some things repentance revolves, excuse me, involves, and here's the first one, humility. Yes. Humility. Repentance involves humility. Uh, you have nothing to repent of if you never, you never get humble yourself before the dealings of God. Well, bless God, I'm not wrong. Well, we can hear in your voice you're wrong. <laughs> so it involves humility. Number two, it involves acknowledgement. That's part of what humility is, acknowledging something. That's what he's looking for. He's not looking for us to camp on it and say for the rest of our life, I'm such a worm, I've messed up so bad. No, that's, that's not. The Bible said hold fast the confession of your faith. But when it, said, it talks about confessing sin, it never said hold fast. It said make confession of your sin and he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and can cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So if you're cleansed after you've confessed it, 
then, then you don't hold fast yeah. to it. You hold fast to your confession. Thank God I'm forgiven. Yes. Thank God for the, thank God for his mercy. Thank God for the blood that cleansed me. I mean, take hold of what he promised. He, he said, you confess it. I'm faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Say, confess the forgiveness. Confess the cleansing. Yes, that's Praise God. Put some faith. It takes yes. humility to yes. confess your sin, but it also yes. takes some faith to yes, confess sir. your sin. Because yes, you have to believe God will, God will meet you there. And you have to use some faith to overcome the shame. Because the devil will say, you know, you're such a worm. You're, you, should be, you should do without for the rest of your life. You certainly shouldn't get the blessings of God right now. But see, you're, if he confess it and he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness, there's no unrighteousness there anymore to, to, to hinder you from receiving from God. This is so simple, but we just need to keep on hearing it. The devil's a liar. He's the accuser of the brethren. So it involves humility. It involves acknowledgement. It involves, listen to this, because sometimes we don't think about these things. God's just, anyway. So it involves, uh, it involves judging ourselves. Remember 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one. 31? It talks about if we would judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. Remember that? That's what this is. Repentance is judging our, part of what repentance is, is judging ourselves. Amen. Because what does that mean? Judging ourselves. Basically saying that was wrong. Amen. That was wrong. We're not, we're not going on acting like nothing's wrong. We look it right in the eyes and say that was wrong. Um, somebody said, well, if I, if I repent to them, I have to admit I was wrong. And your point. Seriously. The issue is not that everybody knows you're wrong. <laughs> your, your own conscience knows you were wrong. Well, if people just learn to listen to their conscience. But everybody knows you're wrong. I've had staff meetings before where I, I, I dealt with things wrong. Okay, twice. No, I'm just... <laughs> Tracy <laughs> said just once. Well, she's lying about that. That's what she's doing. But there's been times I, I had to call them later because my spirit convicted me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it at the time, but I didn't want to listen to it at the yes, time. About yes, yeah. 8 o'clock at night. Right. Hello. Yeah, yeah, pastor here. Um, listen, I need to tell you I was wrong. That just wasn't right. Yeah. Well, you're the pastor. That's right. Hello. Well, you have to admit you're wrong. You're right. Yeah. They knew it anyhow yeah. that I was wrong. Yeah. Amen. Tell your neighbor, he's preaching to you. I mean, he's just talking to you. <laughs> I'm not talking about just living under condemnation. The devil will accuse you of all. I'm not talking about the devil. I'm talking about your own spirit. Sometimes you lay down at night. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you. Lay down at night and it seems like the Holy Ghost takes you through your day. The way you handled that, I didn't like that. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said it that way. Mm. You pleased me in this. Oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you ever had the Lord take you through your day? Well, if you pay attention, he will. He's the judge. He's the judge. Not what I think, what he thinks about my, what he thinks about my attitude. Praise the Lord. So, um, but no, I mean, praise the Lord. People will respect you more if you fess up than they will. Well, my goodness, he had to repent. My goodness. Well, they'll admire you because they know there's been times I, I knew I was wrong, but I didn't say anything. I just went my way and acted like I was all right. Tell your neighbor, that's, that's good preaching. So it involves humility. You're getting this? It involves, uh, what's the second one? Acknowledgement. What's the third one? Judging ourselves. First Corinthians, if we judge ourselves, the 11th chapter, remember? We judge ourselves, we'll not be judged. Hallelujah. The Bible says to judge our own selves. People say we're not supposed to judge. Well, you better do it to yourself. Now, Paul said, I don't judge myself in the light of my own opinion. If you go over to 2 Corinthians, I believe it's the fourth chapter there. He said, I, you know, I don't, he said, I don't know anything against myself, but that doesn't justify me before God. Yeah, that's good. 
You know, I might think I'm all that in a bag of chips, but God might not. You got to be honest before God and say, Lord, how did you see that? And be honest. Okay. So it involves humility. It involves acknowledgement. It involves judging ourselves. Amen. And then it involves uh, making the adjustments or correcting ourselves. Amen. To really repent, if you look up the word, means to uh, go a different, yeah, turn and go a different direction. Amen. Amen. There's, well, if I get into that, I'll open a can of worms. Because you've got to be able to do things justice if you're going to talk about them. But there's times that you can forgive somebody, but you don't trust them. I can say this. I won't, I won't butcher it if I just say this. You can, you, can, you can forgive somebody, but that doesn't mean you can trust them. Restoring trust is a totally different thing. Well, you should just trust me. Why? Well, the Bible says you're supposed to have faith in God. Maybe not in you. You undermine some trust here. Yeah. Amen. Um, so, but anyway, um, like, for example, a criminal that's, uh, you know, maybe does some bad, hard crime of some kind, and he gets put in jail, and then he gets saved. He's in a life sentence or something like that, whatever, and he gets saved. Well, people say, people, because their minds aren't renewed, say, well, we just ought to let him out and let him get back out of the... No. No. Come on. No. But... If he puts forth some fruit in that jail and shows that he's really going a different direction. I mean, now you think of Randy Greer, for example. He's in there. He's pastoring people in the jail, getting people saved, casting out devils. Totally turning on a different direction. I have no problem letting, you know, after it's been proven. I have no problem with that. But just because they got saved doesn't mean, well, we'll just let them back out. And that's scriptural, by the way. Yes, sir. Bible talks about bringing forth fruit that, that shows repentance. Anyway, that's all. I, I can't go any further. I'll, I'll really get it all. People have to just understand that part. I think that'd be good enough. Amen. So there are things that people are dealing with. You have to, let me back up and say this. You have to come to the place in your life that you know, that you know, that you know that the Word of God works. And if it's not working, there's something I got to adjust. Now, really, that's all of us for the rest of our life. It's not always some great sin, you understand, that we need to repent from. Sometimes it's wrong thinking we got to repent. We think one way about it, but God thinks another way about it. I know, um, there's, I know God dealt with me because uh, he said to me about prosperity, he said, your way's not working, is it? Well, it wasn't because my way was get all I can, sit on the can, uh, you know, yeah. get all I can, can all I get and sit on the can. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a giver. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord showed me your way isn't working either, is it? So I had to, I had to learn to become a giver. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not to get something, but just to be a blessing to other people because it's a, it's a spiritual law. Yeah. And, and uh, so what is that? Repentance. Now, let me say this. You can think you're doing really good. Until you're confronted with the Word. Because this is the way we raised. The way we raised. This is just the way we are. The way I was raised. <laughs> I don't mean to. I shouldn't probably. Anyway. I mean, I saw family members. We'd go out to dinner with somebody. And, and uh, you pay your bill. We pay our bill. Someone said, what's wrong with that? Well. couple things, <laughs> but then whenever it comes time for the tip, $2 tip for a 40 or $50 bill. That's the way I was raised, chintzy. I saw tips less than that. After I started getting my minor in it, I started, oh my God. That person's serving you and that's part of their livelihood. That's sewing. I don't know where that came from, but it does do you a lot of good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'm not good at math. Well, even numbers are, even, 
Even numbers are easy. Just go with 20%. Yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, so I had to repent, turn, and go a different direction. Boy, my flesh fought me, and my old one renewed minds fought me for a while. Oh, you're going to give that wage just 20%. But now, I mean, if I get a real good service, I'll give them 30 or 40%. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I get prompting sometimes and just round it up to a $50 bill or something. What's going to hurt you? Right. Thank you. Anyway. It used to be that I was always going to the meal hoping they would pay. I got my mind renewed, and I'm trying to get the bill now. Right? The reason I was hoping they would pay is because I never had enough to pay. But see, it was because I never wanted to pay. That's why I never had. I was stingy. That's why. But now I pay almost every time. I mean, unless some of you just get stealing my blessings or something. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just kidding. But, um, but the point is, now that I've gotten that way, I've always had, I always have it. Always have it. Always have it. But that's just one example in one area. But see, that's repentance. It might sound like, well, that, you know, I thought repentance was from sin. Well, repentance from wrong thinking. Really, stinginess is not necessarily godly. So, praise the Lord. All right, praise the Lord now that we got everybody mad. <laughs> Repentance is a gift from God. It's your way out of some stuff. It's your way out of some trouble you've gotten yourself into. There's some things that that's the only way out. You can recover. Notice how he said this, 2 Timothy, you can recover yourself out of the snare of the... God will grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they may recover themselves. Repentance means turn and acknowledge the truth to the acknowledgement. See, I said it involves acknowledgement. Acknowledgement means you're not just, you don't just have knowledge of it. It's that you fess up to what you know. Amen. Men have trouble with this sometimes with their wives. Honey, I was raw. Ra- 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 I was. Mm, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I was wrong. Wrong. Rut row. <laughs> Amen. That, that's that's a pride issue. That's what it is. Amen. Just get to the place where that doesn't dominate you. Amen. Um, you know, for example, when it comes to, you can't, talk about, uh, you can't talk about repentance without talking about humility. You want to talk about that just a little bit before we go? It's not too much amen there, but I'll just talk about it anyway. What about this humility? I don't know if you've ever noticed over here in the Old Testament, there's a verse that talks about Psalm 51, verse number 7. It says, this is whenever David was confronted by Nathan, the prophet, about him having, what was that man's name, killed? Uriah, his, his uh, chief military guy. He put him out front so he'd be killed because he had, had, he, had, had, he had been immoral with his wife. And he was trying to cover it up. So Nathan confronted him. And uh, that's, he was a prophet in that day. And uh, then David said this. He, he repented. You can read the whole chapter. The whole chapter is about his repentance. But then if you want to learn how to repent, read the chapter. But then notice in verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. So uh, a broken and contrite spirit doesn't mean a wounded and bleeding spirit. It means a humble and repentant spirit. God doesn't want you wounded and bleeding. He wants you, he wants you to, uh, how, how would I say it? He wants you to feel the pain yeah. of your wrong. That's good. That's Not good. condemnation, but conviction. Yes. And you say, you use the word pain? Is there such a thing as pain? Yes. Your conscience can hurt. 
Amen. And it needs to hurt. There are things that need to bother us. It's not, it's not a pain like in your body, some sickness. It's a, your conscience is hurting right now. And it, it just brings you to the place of, let me, the Bible calls it godly sorrow. Have you ever read that in the, old, in, in the, in the uh, and I've got so many things open, I haven't gotten them all closed. But uh, you read this over here. Let me, let me just refer to this. You still got a minute tonight? Uh, godly sorrow worketh repentance. You ever read that verse? I'm going to turn to it. You turn to it as soon as I find this reference. I got it right here in front of me somewhere. Uh, say it out loud, real. Second Corinthians seven. There it is, verses eight through eleven. Second Corinthians seven, eight through eleven. Look there real quickly. Second Corinthians seven, eight through eleven, and I want to read it in the Amplified. Say it out loud. I'm going to learn to repent right. The Amplified helps us in this passage, real, real good. Verses eight through eleven. Paul wrote a letter to him and, and, and dealt with him about some things, corrected him about some things. And uh, he said, and even though I did grieve you with my letter, I did not regret it. This is the Amplified. I, I, I did not regret it now, though I did. Re I do not regret it now, though I did regret it. For I see that that letter did pain you. Though only for a little while. Yet I am glad now, not because you were pained, but because you were pained into repentance. And so turn back to God. For you felt the a grief such as God meant you to feel. <laughs> what? He's talking about the conviction of your spirit. Amen. And so you read on down through there, all the way through verse number 10 there. But, uh, but he's talking about something bothering your spirit. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. There is a, there is a, there is something, you know, the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Yeah. But that's whenever, if you look up the word uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. He's talking about where the Spirit is made Lord. Yes, yes. In other words, we're responding to his dealings. Yeah. That, there's liberty there. Yes, there. But if we're not responding, there's not liberty. Right. right. There's conviction. I said there's conviction. Amen. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But where there's not, there's, there's, a, there's a, you know, a, a troubledness on the inside. Not your mind, not the devil harassing your mind. But there's an inward remorse. Something's bothering you on the inside. Amen. And God's looking for that. He said, well, I won't despise a humble and a contrite spirit. That's more important to him than, you know, having, being repentant is more important to him than what you did. Because without repentance, it closes the door to him and opens the door to the devil. I'm almost done. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so um, godly sorrow work re worketh repentance. This is the first step towards repentance. This is not repentance. And sometimes there's tears with this. Absolutely. Now, there's different kinds of crying. Every parent knows this. There's different kinds of crying. Sometimes people cry because they got caught. Some people cry because they're going to lose their reputation. They're going to lose their family. They're going to lose whatever they're going to lose. And it's not real repentance. There's different kind of crying, and you can't be deceived by these things. Sometimes it's real repentance. Sometimes it's just, I got caught. Now what am I going to lose? That's not repentance. That ought to be the furthest thing from your mind right now. You don't even, you're not even thinking about, if you're really truly repentant, you're not even thinking about what you're going to lose right now. You're thinking about what I did was wrong. I grieved the spirit of God. I broke fellowship with God. I, I, I agree. I, I hurt God by the way I treated this person. That, and, and getting that cleared is all that's important to you right now. That's true humility. And that's a contrite heart. And God says, I won't despise that. In other words, I'll run to that. I'll run to that. Bible says, proud man, he knows afar off. A humble man, though, he'll run to this. It's like God runs, he fills in low places. 
his presence fills in low. When I say low, I don't mean beat low. I mean you get down low, humble before. If you were to look up the word humble, it means to lay low. Beat low? No, not beat low. Lay low. Lay low. Lay low. Close to what? The truth. Truth is that was wrong. Jesus addressed a woman that came for her daughter to be delivered in the 15th chapter of Matthew. And uh, he said, it's not me to take children's bread and give it to dogs. She could have taken that as a racial slur, gotten all up, bowed up about it, resisted that. But she didn't. She said, truth, Lord. In other words, we live like dogs. No wonder my daughter's got a devil. That's where, that's where real help comes from. Praise the Lord. So you really can't talk about repentance without talking about humility. And, uh, but God's got a way out no matter what the, no matter what opened the door, God's got a way out. Amen. Now notice we got to wrap this up. Notice he also talks here about a worldly sorrow. If you read the verses on, there is a sorrow that is worldly. It's depression. Amen. It's, uh, you know, being bleeding and beat down and condemned. That God says, be, be, watch out, don't let that in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. The devil will try, after you repent and get it cleared up, <clears throat> the, de- <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> the devil will try to uh, follow you around with a heaviness, yeah. Yeah. with That's a depression. And you'll beat yourself up and he'll say, that hammer's not big enough, take this one and yeah. give you a bigger one. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's, that's not God. Amen. That's just walking around all heavy. Now, walking around tenderly uh-huh. is God. I've had, deal, I've had, I told you about one time how uh, he, he dealt with me. I didn't, he came in the room back in the back room. He said, I want to talk to you. I, I got back there and he said, I, I didn't like the way you spoke today mm-hmm. to the people. And I sensed the presence of God was coming in. It started coming. This is a different way it came in than I'd ever had it before. And I got down on my knees and by the time he's done, I'm, on the, I'm plastered on the floor. Yeah. So, so sorry that I hurt his heart. Yeah. Y'all still with me? Yeah. And I'm telling you, after, after that, I walked around tenderly for a while. Yeah. That's, that's scriptural. Yeah. Not afraid. No. Just real tender. Yeah. I don't want to ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Amen. Yeah. Not talking about being afraid of God. Not talking about being afraid. You know, I'm going to miss it or something like that. Yeah. Just real tender before yeah. God. Yeah. Amen. And uh, for quite a while after that, I just, every time I go to prayer, Father, I want to thank you for dealing with me about that. I want you to know. <laughs> I want you to know I, I, I appreciate that. That's, that's something he can work with. But being all bowed up like, well, bless God, I'm, he can't work with that. He can't use that. He can't bless that. Amen. Stand with, with me to your feet. Taking a little extra time tonight, but thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. You know, in our culture, repentance and humility are not very popular. Amen. I can tell you politicians today that I agree with them on all the political points. But this is an area they got to work on. Amen. It's not popular in our culture. Not popular in our culture. But it'll keep you right with God. Keep you, keep you, you know, clean. Keep you, keep, just keep you under the spout where the blessings come out. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. That's where I want to live. How about you? But whenever you have repented, just, just always uh, know that have some faith too. Have some humility, yes. Because you want to be honest before God. You know, get real. You ever heard get real? Just get real. But, but then after he's got it all cleaned up, got it under the blood, have some faith. Get up there with some confidence. Put some faith in that blood. You know, this is a key to revival. You can, I could show you verses. I'm out of time. I remember a story Brother Hagin told about... Uh, a man, I, I, I don't remember, I guess he knew this pastor that they, uh, this, they had a, this other pastor he was talking about had a man in his church gave a lot of money towards the church and he gave a lot of money towards a new building. Yeah. And so the congregation had a system where they voted on some things. They voted on the style of building they were going to have and uh, 
the congregation outvoted him. He gave a lot of the money, but they wanted a different style than he wanted. And he got all offended about it. Got separated, got out of fellowship with the people and, uh, you know, wouldn't come to church anymore and all of that. And so uh, in the process of time, he got sick. Ringy dingy, you know, but, but he was uh, getting down pretty bad. And finally, he said, I, God, I know what it is. I got I to get this right. I'm out of fellowship with my church family and out of fellowship with you. Got offended and so forth. And so he called the pastor and he said, now bring with you, I think the deacon board, but then bring a representation from the church. Bring some people from the church. Because I want to repent to everybody. I did every, see, he did this publicly. So now he wants to say it publicly. So, because he's bedfast, he can't get out of bed. So they brought a, the pastor went over there, brought the leaders of the church, brought some representation from the church. And uh, the big old palatial home, rich man, got this nice bed, nice bedspread, and he's laying up in bed. And so he said, I just want to say I was wrong. I got offended. I, I got, you know, out of fellowship with you, said wrong things, criticized the pastor, criticized you. Uh, and he was, he was getting it all cleaned up. And the pastor then, he said, now, pastor, anoint me with all and I'll be healed. Pastor got so happy, he poured the whole, the whole bottle. <laughs> he just, he got so happy, he just took the bottle. It went down over the bed sheets and everything. And the man jumped up healed. And they went, to, they, they, the, the power of God fell. And they started shouting and pray. They took the revival. It started a revival, went for weeks in his church. They took it to the church and had a couple week revival. Glory to God. How many revivals have we missed because somebody wouldn't repent? Hallelujah. Hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Get, let's get it right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, what about revival in your home? What about revival in your family? And praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. It can restore the atmosphere of your home. Two people giving each other the cold treatments. Two people that aren't repentant. Or unforgiving. Brother Hagin said, you have to be, to keep a tender heart, you have to be quick to repent and quick to forgive. Amen. It'll, it'll keep your faith working. It'll keep your faith working. And the quicker you repent and the quicker you forgive, you might not even ever have your faith stop working. You just keep it working. Oh, no, that was wrong. No, no. Faith just keeps on working. Authority just keeps on working. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't take it off my time. I took some extra time tonight. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not talking about walking around saying, I'm sorry for everything I ever did, or starting every prayer with God, forgive me for everything I've done wrong. That's sin consciousness. We don't live under sin consciousness. But we do know whenever we've done something or said something. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell somebody before you go, say, I'm living, I'm living. Under, the spout under the spout where the blessings come out. Blessings come out. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I'm going to stay right there. How about you? Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that just means staying humble. Listen, whenever you've done something wrong, just, yeah, how many of you know that's better than three weeks of cold treatment and Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.